very interesting person. Don't put that in. No, no. <laughs> I already Wait, tell me when you want to start recording. Or have you already started? I already started. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. You ready, B? tipsy myself it's good okay Okay. hi everyone this is invo and this is nk and you are listening to horizon tea that was random but how are you i'm really really good um oh my god but i hit rock bottom yesterday what happened i tried to walk through uh mcdonald's drive-thru What? Why? It's just when you know it's where do you the only way is what up time of the what time of the day was this? It was late. It was like two or one or something. Mm. And I was just coming back from something. It's because like, listen, the thing about tequila yeah, is that you don't tequila doesn't actually make you feel drunk. I'm out there doing stupid things but feel like I'm sober and then I wake up the next day and I'm like who do you think you are? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> You were, and that's what I learned yesterday. So like, it's actually really dangerous. I was the woman was like, "No, you need a car to do this." So so I was like, literally about to jump in someone's car just to get fucking McDonald's. It's two a.m. <laughs> wow. So she literally. So wait. So what? They didn't have their actual restaurant open. Like it wasn't open. It was just a drive-through that was open. Yeah. And I that's rude, though. I know, that's so rude. So you didn't get McDonald's? I didn't, but that's good for me in the long run, you know? Yeah, yeah, in the long run, that's a good thing. I've started this um, understanding of, so Saida actually put me on this, in the idea of just in wellness in general and just being healthy. Mm-hmm. So instead of setting goals, you set sort of a system, I guess. So in that you're way, like, you're building behaviors without sort of caring what the end result yeah, is. It's not the no, first absolutely. thing that's in the back of your head. Because, you know, so instead of yeah. saying that, you know, I'm going to be this fit by this time or I'm going to lose this amount of weight or I'm going to uh, stop drinking alcohol, that's never going to happen. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. when you're setting those goals, instead of saying setting numbers and timelines in that sense, you just say, you know, every day I'm going to do one thing that is going to be part of my system now, regardless of whether I do that thing well or not. Um, it's just part of my system. And so you get to the point where you're used to having it in your day and you can grow to get better at it with time. So yeah. now um, I think I, yeah, I work out every other day and it doesn't really, I mean, almost every day. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter how hard I work out or um, if I have the time, like it could literally be just 10 minutes but as long as I've done it as long as I've done something that has made me like pause and take a breath even if it's like a very short run whatever it is like as long as I've done it I feel like this is part of you know me building my system so instead of going hardcore and then failing in two weeks because it's all these things are all really linked to your brain and how on a day-to-day and how you how happy you're able to be because I Uh find that when I input these practices whether it's like going to the gym or trying to be better about how I eat or like saying mantras every day making sure I pray or like what else have I been doing making sure I write every like all these things that actually feed me if I start doing them more often then when I like 
something triggers me or when I get depressed or whether there's something huge going on in my life, the, the lows just don't feel that low because mm-hmm. my brain and my body is actually being taken care of in a sustained right. way. And like those things really make a difference, I feel, to the rest they of the really life. They really do. And it's not just goals, like you're saying. It's actually how do I systematically and like holistically live a, a healthier like... version of myself, like a better, healthier, happier version of myself. Word. Well, right, yeah, I'm glad said, to know like, didn't really hit rock bottom since you never got into someone's car. Because yeah. that would have really been... That like... would have been rock bottom. Okay. <laughs> the fact that 2am me was legit like, no, nah, this is a good idea. Like, a car, if a car rolls through now, I'll try and get in it. Like, what the Word. fuck? That's I mean, dangerous. It made me feel like recently. I can't be on tequila by myself. I wasn't even by myself, but like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I've been telling my friends the other day. So remember when we had the text conversation, I was really upset about how everything is so traditional and I feel like I don't fit in and blah, 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 and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was telling my friend the other day that, like, I don't see the point in living a life that I just don't have any stories to tell when I'm done with it. Like, what is the point of me not doing this? And and one of my friends was like, you know, like, you know, you – um, people make bad choices and people come and in, become informed and then they continue to make bad choices despite being informed. And I'm like, yes, because I don't give a fuck half mm, the time. And God. I really just want to like make the bad choices and do the I'm most sorry, random like, things to, that like, are hilarious. Do the, what does bad really mean? You know, like it's such a subjective. It's a relative word. concept. It's, relative. it's, re- like, it's a really what you relative might think term. is bad. might not be that bad to me. Reckless. Yeah. Or like potentially destructive, but those things also, given the context, I think can be really good. I mean, if you're being, if we're being honest, I feel like bad is difficult to define if it's not affecting someone else. Like if it's a bad, a bad quote unquote bad thing that you're doing to yourself or with yourself or whatever. Is it necessarily like if it's not bad for anyone else? If you're not like stealing from someone, you know, if you're, not you're not harming anyone, you know, know, including yourself, voting for Donald Trump, you know, that's bad. But I mean, if I want to have like my one night stands and do whatever I want to do, like that's not bad. Right. <laughs> it's not bad. It isn't, in my opinion, anyways. People are annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a process of understanding why people choose to impose their versions of what is bad onto you yeah i, I don't know part of me is like it's a hmm and this might not be fair to say but why does anyone judge anyone like i mean truly part of it you is know you not not necessarily jealousy thing but an en- envy thing like you're doing some shit that i have deemed reckless for me so the fact that you can do it is you know like why again goes back to why is like why why i mean i think it's just going back to this idea of maybe power or control um and just i think because someone else isn't willing to try something or do something um all of a sudden you're not allowed to do that because they want to be able to not feel uneasy i guess Mm -hmm. with you doing something and getting away with it that's the thing So every time someone else does something that, you know, say I wouldn't do and they get away with it, I'm just like, exactly. And that's where you start judging the person because you've already deemed that thing in your brain. Like, I can't do that. I couldn't possibly get away with that. So it's a bad thing. 
you know? Yeah, and and so you start to advise the other person that it's bad for them as well, um, when in reality, I don't know, maybe it might not be, I don't know. Because it's also, you know, sometimes doing the thing, taking the risk, is what it takes for you to genuinely learn and grow from, Yeah. you know, and, and not... I don't, I mean, that's the, that's the whole thing. I mean, that's how any sort of business or relationship or opportunity grows. Like, you don't get anything from not from taking not doing. risk and making... Just, like, in general, you don't get anything yeah, if you, you don't know? do something first. Like, I'm not going to be in a position where I have grown if I hadn't made those mistakes that I've made. I wouldn't have gotten to this point of really understanding who I am and what I want out of a lot of things in my life had I not made certain mistakes in in the past. And so I'm pretty fine with the idea of fucking up because at the end of the day, I have a ton of stories to tell and I'm really a lot of fun. And it's crazy because the same people who keep on judging me are the same people that would like laugh at my stories and be like, oh my God, you're so hilarious. So that was so hilarious. So you're so much fun. And, blah, right. blah. and I'm just like, bitch, you told me not to do that. But okay. I hate people. I'll tell you this as well. Like, it's not an exaggeration. I genuinely hate people. You hate people? Yeah. Okay, I'm... I don't hate people. I hate people. But I am trying to figure out if I actually like the company of men. Um... (laughs) I really sat down and thought about this because I was like, dang, do I really... So, because I was reading some posts and they were talking about how, you know... Um, my marriage has lasted for this long because we're together for all the right reasons. And I was like, so what are the, what are the right reasons to be right. with a cisgendered heterosexual male? <laughs> um, <laughs> that you, okay, you love them. That's cool. That's very important. And I, and I <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I, I love that. And that's, that's necessary. Um, but then there's like this whole thing of like, you know, we have to be friends. Like you enjoy the, each other's company. I was like, what male do I know that I truly, truly honest, like truly, honestly, no, like no worries at all. Really enjoy their company. Yeah. That's foul. Like that's not... without them being incredibly just condescending in one way or another like what male in my life do I really really like their company and I'm still uh, trying to figure out if I have the answer to that question well done because even with my closest of friends that I love it's like are they are they really enjoyed like what kind of substance do they bring to my life that I that I that I'm missing you know oh. enough for me to be like <laughs> I have married you for the right reasons beyond Maybe financial sustainability, whatever stability, um, a two-income household, um, consistent sex, and possibly babies in the future. Like, what other reason would I be willing to? T- and maybe I love you. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> what other reasons would I tolerate you for for the next like forty years of my life? Forty, try. That's a long ass time. So, um, I mean, me- I I don't know if I don't know. And it's not that I'm being, you know, I'm trying to figure this out because you know need. that I'm on my journey. Like, I'm really, like, I want to be in a relationship. I want to do this whole thing. But wow, like, I'm just, am I not meeting the right Listen. guys? They're great. They're great guys. I really, really like the guys that I meet. Um, 
sometimes the point is that you have the question and you don't all like life is is a bunch of unanswered questions and you know the journey towards answering them is the point so just keep the question in your heads you know truly the whole like will i be through. able to tolerate you and can i enjoy your company you just learn so much through that in and of itself yeah. am i willing to s- oh my god okay anyways i don't want to think about it anymore because oh, it's really like it's a really hard question to answer i think it's a lot. for a lot of people it's a lot. yeah um <laughs> Um, yeah, that's most of me. These are, ser- <laughs> These are serious questions that I've had to ask myself because of the relationship like system that runs in Tanzania. A lot of people get married for yeah. the reasons that are for them the right reasons, like yeah. financial s- stability and um, just being married, I guess. And so you know, shade. a lot of other things that are attached to that. So, two of my cousins are getting married. Uh, one is getting married hmm, in May. How many weddings since you've been home? I haven't been to hmm? one wedding in the wow, past I've been two to, years. And I've been to like maybe four. Jesus. Yeah. And a couple that I've skipped. <laughs> There's always a wedding happening in this country. I can assure you every, yeah, every year I know at least two or three people getting married. Um, yeah. Is that the church? Um. Oh my god, can you hear that? Yeah. What the fuck? Is it it's the church? 10 p.m. It's 10.30 p.m. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I'm like, how? why do you have music playing at 10.30 p.m.? Explain mm. this to me. <laughs> oh, silly. Why? Silly. Can you hear it now? No. Can you still hear it? But you heard, like, the super crazy bass, right? I did, yeah, definitely, definitely. What the fuck? I really do despise them. Okay, yeah, definitely can hear it again, but it's cool. It's like background music, you know what I mean? No. (laughs) No. Ow. Wait, give it, give it a couple. Okay. Okay, now it's off. Why the fuck would you play music for two seconds and then turn it off? Because, you know, they need to check their systems in that, like. No, they're messy. (laughs) They're such a mess. They're such a fucking mess. Okay, now it's over. Cool. What were we saying? There's not a time in my life that I remember where I didn't, I, like, genuinely enjoyed going to church. I can't recall. Now, more than ever, I don't know why, but now it's just, it just makes me really sick. Like, Mm. I can't. I just feel like I have a different way of understanding my relationship with God. And I think that that's the best way to go about it. Nothing about me. There's nothing wrong with me. This just doesn't work for me. This isn't the way, you know? And our parents just don't understand that. Along the lines of uh, along the lines of my intense dislike for Catholicism in East Africa in general, in Africa, I don't know. I just I'm not a really big fan of the church in the continent because one, obviously, as I said, like it's incredibly it can be incredibly exploitative of people, poor people especially, who really need something to believe in. I think a lot of people here need something to believe in and need something to latch onto. As everyone in the world does, really. But but at the same time, you know, people are getting their spiritual fulfillment from there. So who am I to fully judge that apart from saying that that's just not where I can I can see myself getting my spiritual fulfillment from. Um, but on the, on the other hand, this whole, like, my church has on the back wall of it, right behind the altar, there's this huge painting um, of Jesus on the cross. Um, and it's a white man 
Hmm. And just all of the images are white. And I'm just like, this is just really tired. Like, this is tiring for me to come into this church every single day and just see white people on the yeah. walls. And like, what, is it, we are, what does it mean that we are worshipping that this is who you say deserves my worship? Like, the fact this physical, yeah. what, how he's physically represented means something. It does. And so I'm sitting there like, damn. We're like a ton of black people over here kneeling and standing and kneeling for this image of someone who isn't really real and hasn't really been um, real in any sort of way in real life because, you know, Jesus wasn't white. And so just beginning with that, where this idea of what is pure, what is real, what is whatever is white and how that infiltrates into just everyday systems in the country beyond beyond the church, I guess, is just I think it's been really frustrating for me. Um, in terms of, I don't know, like even how, um, the, the, what is this? The development community works mm-hmm. in the country. Recently, um, I had been, I had met someone and I was like, oh, so, you know, what are you doing? Here? Blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out like what it is that I'm trying to, uh, do here. Like I'm working with this development firm and whatever. And you know, we're doing great things. And I was like, but, but what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I haven't really figured it oh out my yet. God. Um, but I'll, but you know, it'll, it'll come like, what are they, they're making a plan. And I'm like, okay, so where do you stay? And she stays in this like super expensive apartment, um, in one of the poshest area areas in city. And that area is obviously known for, I guess, white immigrants and stuff and people who work in the developing community. But it's like, you guys are the people that are basically destroying this whole real estate market because all of the development, like all of the NGOs and the development firms tell their people that you need a, like, um, what do they call it? They call it, they have a name for it, but it's like a, it's like an amount of money that you get for your troubles, I guess, because you're living in the developing world. Mm-hmm. So scary. Um, so you get these, so you basically live in an apartment and your rent is like $4,000, $2,000, $3,000, $2,000, right? And you're, you're working as a, you know, Jesus in Tanzania, whereas my, you could get a, in Tanzania, you can get a full ass house. Like you can get a three bedroom house for $200, right? And uh, um, a month. like a, a nice, a nice three bedroom house for $200. Shit. And the, and then the neighborhoods that are full of white people, they literally get paid $2,000, $3,000 for just for the rent, right? Because apparently they can't deal with the rest of the country where, but the rest of the country is perfectly fine. And it's just kind of like, so you niggas come here and everybody talks about, oh my God, I love Dar es Salaam. I love it. It's just so amazing. The beach is so amazing. Let's go to the watering hole. Let's go to Mbudia. Let's go to Zanzibar. But it's like, you niggas are literally killing our real estate economy by mm. raising the prices super high. And the moment you leave, like no one else can live in a lot of those apartments because like they're super expensive. So a lot of people are building high rises and like all of these things and setting super high prices, expecting that they're going to have, you know, enough people that are going to be able to buy into those places and only realizing that that's not the case because these people just pay super high price without even understanding the real estate market as it is. And then second of all, you have, other companies that are NGOs and they pay Tanzanians like a third of what they're paying the white people to do the exact same fucking thing. And it's so not even a third, actually, there's a company, there's an NGO in the country that pays, that pays uh, locals maybe around like $500 a month 
and it pays Jesus foreigners Christ. like three thousand dollars a month for the exact same position. Yeah, how do we value our own people? Like, what Explain. does that say? What does that Explain say? It's like we function. inherently believe the... that anything created outside of us is better than us. That's what that says in very exactly. capitalistic and, terms. Yeah, and the thing is, these are these are like UK based, US based, whatever Denmark based firms. They're not Tanzanian firms that are like local and actually do make a significant impact. To be very honest, not not that these companies aren't making an impact, but I definitely see that they're not making a significant impact for the amount of money that they're getting. Like the return on investment is very low because they don't know what the fuck they're doing because it's a lot of people who don't speak Swahili spend all their time like imagining things that are not realistic for this country. And like, sure, you can do all these like tiny initiatives and whatever, whatever, whatever. But if you're not like focusing on policy in the country, if you're not trying to think about the ways in which policy changes are the most significant and most effective way of getting the government to actually support your initiatives at this, at this specific time in in the country Mm. um, with our current government and how it currently runs, like what are you doing? You know, what are you doing here apart from having a good time? Um, And that's just really upsetting to me just because like the color of your skin is enough or your passport, but more more so just the color of your skin. Like, you could be a Kenyan and still not get the same benefits that you would get at, if you were, say, a European in this country and working for the same NGO, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's harrowing to me, and it's very stressful and disappointing, and I don't think I really have any faith in the development, like, the NGO world anymore. I feel like... No. I feel like a lot of it needs revamping or uplifting or transformations to truly make a difference and not seem like it's just pushing um, an engine, a system of its own to get funding to continue sort of like living with the system and keeping jobs for people that aren't necessarily making an impact for anyone um, in the actual communities. Because I mean, the, the whole, the structure is only upheld if the problem persists, right? And things don't need to exist. That money is not going to be funneled in. Those people don't have jobs unless that problem persists. So I don't like it inherently is not, a solution yeah it's not it's not built to be a solution and so you know we end up having a ton of expats <laughs> as they call themselves um a ton of immigrants i'm gonna call them um whatever just just a ton of white people that come in mm-hmm. and want to make a difference and it's well-intentioned but the system that they're in isn't necessarily effective and that doesn't matter to them as long as right. they're having the time of their lives. Right. Everyone wants um, to feel good about themselves, right? So, like, you can live a really good life and say that you, like, did some life-saving work and helped people, and then you can go and, like, create your foundation. You know? Like, everyone wants to be comfortable. You oh, can't so affect annoying. real change without, like, real sacrifice. And if you're living a cushy-ass life, you're not sacrificing anything. Truly. You're not. not and just, like, thinking specifically of, of yeah. like, experts who come to Tanzania. It's like, oh, okay, I'm moving from, you know, let's all worship me. I'm moving from this quote-unquote first world country to go and, like, help people in this third world country, quote-unquote. But, like... I'm living in a very nice space and I'm like going to go to fucking Zanzibar every weekend and I'm getting paid this much, which is less than I'd be paid at home. But the, my spending power is lit. Like no sacrifices being made there other than no, like this no. very like fake ethereal one. That's just words. 
Truly. I mean, it's just, it's just people here who are having fun. Like, I don't think that, I really can't see anyone, from what I've seen so far, I really can't see anyone in the NGO community who is not having the time of their lives. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's what, yeah, that's um, not, <laughs> that's that Yeah, and so that. when I always get this, I'm like, oh my god, do you want to, do you want to, like, go to this place? Like, let's go for drinks at this place every single, every single day. And I'm like, this place is mad expensive, y'all, yeah. and I ain't got the funds because, no, I'm not getting paid enough to be able to have mad expensive food and drinks at this place every single day of the week. Like, no, <laughs> you know? So economically, that's one thing, but getting back to just generally global blackness, there is also a trend that's been happening with a lot of African students getting um, attacked by mobs in India. And for me, that is equally as just like mad problem. And this is why I could never really think of other non-black people, non-black POC as true allies, I think, Mm -hmm. in some ways. Because, you know, being here and obviously knowing the non-black community here and also knowing what people go through. Africans go through, say, in India and Asia and all these different places. It's very difficult for me to really believe that you are like a full-on you know gung-ho we're on the same side type thing right when none of you ever acknowledge the fact that you know your families are racist as fuck black people get attacked in india every other fucking day and like there was one attack that happened with these two tanzanian girls the police were just staring they were just looking at them anti-blackness is worldwide i read something recently this woman on twitter i can't remember her name but she was talking about how Essentially, like, when black African students come to America, the, the the idea of what blackness is and what it means is not equal to what it is in America. So they have to learn that. They have to suddenly learn who they are in a white mm-hmm. gaze, right? Um, so, like, that's that's what... I understand that to be true, and that's, like, what... Because we often look at the black experience or global blackness through an American lens you know and so like what blackness means in america must be what it means everywhere so like why are you fighting this fight in the way that we're fighting this fight but then you think about things like this like or things like the fact that black indigenous tanzanians will be getting paid less than experts coming in and anti-blackness mm-hmm. is even existing in those spaces too it's not there is just like there's nuance to it and it's it's different depending on where you are but it's it's definitely global it's just so it's definitely global how do you how do you feel about um the teenager that got into stanford with the whole like black lives Listen. matter thing if we were living in a world where a black student could have done that and also got in it would be great but that's just not the case <laughs> It's like, I, I, I get it, you know, you may really, really, regardless of your class or your privilege in other spaces, like, you may really believe this and, and, and advocate for it in different ways. Um, uh, but you are, priv- this is an act of privilege. <laughs> like, you are able to do this. Even, people should talk about how the fact how he's um, Muslim and he's, you know, he's another minority, he's not loved right now, but the fact is he's not black <laughs> and he at doing that claiming that as a non-black person yeah you know? like i mean i feel like there are a lot of other things that he could so he has this thing called we redify mm-hmm. redefi we redefi i don't know what it's called but it's an organization that he seems to have been a founder of and he's a cvo of like jove consulting 
a youth consulting firm. I'm looking through his Twitter, and he's like MTV's top nine teens, nine teens changing the world, and blah, and business. So he's shit. Like that's what top, I'm saying. You know, so like he has, like, he has. I don't brand. like, and this so is you what... don't necessarily need to like kind of jump on this to in an application to like make your point. Like, what was the point of this? Like, was it to get in? Or was it to, yeah, yeah, to exactly. make a point to the schools? Because it just boils down to that the risk that he took was a risk that he could have taken. Because, like, you know, like, I don't see many black kids who genuinely want to get into Stanford being able to do that or taking that risk. No. Um, but one thing I really don't like about the internet, and I fucking love the internet, is like how we will just rip a human to shreds because of something so he did that thing and yeah he was able to do it because he was privileged but then suddenly everyone's talking about he's fake he don't even believe black Lives matter like these are the ways that you know he he went to fucking princeton day school so so what like what what, because he's rich he can't like believe that (laughs) like um, yeah it's like you can't necessarily say that okay this person is entirely and completely deserving of like to be like trash or whatever like that's not that's not really yeah. what you want, but at the same time, it's almost like you know that if a black student would have done that, there's no, there's no way. Whatever. I'm done with college, anyways. <laughs> Woo! We mad this weekend. <laughs> what? It's oh, how was the weekend? How was how was your time back on campus? By the way, um, it was really nice because I dodged people like there were bullets. Like I wasn't even, I didn't see anyone. I saw maybe four or five people and um so it felt like I was in a familiar space but not Dartmouth you know all the things mm. about Dartmouth that I am happy to be away from didn't feel... where did you stay off campus oh nice oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. did stay at the, at the hotel thing it's, okay. it's funny though like because there is so much about the space that is good nostalgia that is good vibes but once you put all the people in it and you remind me of the context of this place and it wow. ruins it you said you got marks? Yeah. Yay, I miss those marks. I miss that bread. Oh, fuck. It's not Mark's as good bread. as it used to be. It's not as good as it used to be? No. Wow. And that butter is like, I don't know what you guys changed, but you shouldn't have. Oh, damn. Oh, well. There are certain things that I miss about America, and one of them is just, like, the ability to eat oh, so much unhealthy food. I just... I miss it so much. Mm. Not okay, not really, but really, I do. I really miss all yeah. the creamy. The first thing I got was that, a grilled cheese and tenders. I got a grilled cheese and tenders when I got on campus. That was my oh. meal because I was oh, amazing. Got in like two hours late because of an accident. Amazing. Um, but yeah, it was good. The conversation was really good. Yay! I'm glad. I'm glad people have actually been like, "Hey, we really want to hear more." And I'm just like, "Wait." What? <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Thanks, guys. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate that you like listening to our voices. My voice is particularly annoying, and I and I know this. Um. So, but thank you for everyone <laughs> who listens to um, me shriek on the we daily. We should just try to be a bit more consistent, which is hard. I'm trying to make up for our lack of consistency by excuses. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, every season is almost over. Fuck, that was quick. I know, right? I, I can't let it be by. over. Whoa, that flew no. by. No. 
I don't want my season to end. It's been amazing. Really? It's been an amazing I always time. feel like Capricorn season is amazing. And then I look back and I was like, actually, that <laughs> was like rough. <laughs> you know, that's been the, the case for the past three years where Capricorn mm. season is where I did the thing that was maybe risky and that felt good at the time or that like felt like it needed to be done and then spent the rest of however long healing from it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like I've had pretty shitty airy seasons for the past Fun. couple of years, so this is a great change. That's nice. My birthday was great. I, had, I got four cakes for my birthday. I saw you had a Joanne the Scammer cake. I, I had a Joanne the Scammer That's, cake. My friend put I mean, little... did you tag her in it? Joanne? No, I didn't. I didn't. I was messy. Can I, can I tag someone after I've posted something before? Yeah. Because that's what I realized I couldn't do. Can, can you? Yeah. Oh, well. It's, I think, it's or maybe late. I'm lying. I don't know. Um, but that's just, that's amazing. Like, that cake was so amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and then I got one from the office, and then one from my group of friends that we've been friends since, like, the fourth grade. Um, and then I got one from my family, so... I was like caked, caked up the whole. Yeah, week. how did you finish all of that? I ate it all. <laughs> yes, amen. Okay. Um, and of, God I, is good. I gave it, I gave it out. I gave most time. of it out. Honestly, I didn't really. I'm not really a sugar person, so I gave out most of it. Okay. Um, I made some impulse purchase this morning. I woke up and like saw this skincare thread on um, mm-hmm. Twitter. And I was like, you know what? I haven't been happy with my skin recently, so clearly I need to purchase everything on this, like, whatever. So then <laughs> like, on Amazon for two hours. I was, like, going to buy acne cream. I do not have acne. And then... Wow. <laughs> just, you know, that, that what, I don't know what it is about the morning and, like, seeing... For the past week or whatever, I would get, like, one spot and it would be annoying. But I ended up spending $40. And... <laughs> Your skin better appreciate it. It better be popping. Like, it better be so glowing. Ridiculous. Bring that spring glow out. Fucking Twitter. Causes you to buy. I'm glad I no longer have online shopping. Because I'd be very broke. I've been pretty good about, okay, not really good about saving money. But I've been trying actually pretty well. Like, I actually have savings. Like, I'm surprised. Nice. You know? Yeah. I'm, so we have a we have a system. Yo, can I that ask you something people, quickly? Mm-hmm. Student yeah. loans, right? Is it? Are we meant to be paying them back right now? So, girl, April. <laughs> yes. Did you get the? Did you get an email? Yeah, but like about to, your, to my email address statement. that I don't check that often, so I, I haven't. I should just log on. Yeah, I got a. I got an email saying that my statement is ready. So, yeah, I'm assuming yeah, we got to start now. Okay. I'm not really feeling it because. I'm trying to do other things with my life. <laughs> I'm trying to focus I'm on not, me right now. <laughs> you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to buy more books that I can read. I'm trying to buy nicer shoes. I'm trying to, you know, goddamn. That reminds me, it's 70% off on ASOS, so... Damn, what's 70% off on ASOS? Just site-wide. Wow. The sale. I'm feeling away. I'm feeling very salty right now. It's all good. It's all good. As I said, I'm on a minimalist journey. Um, Yeah. And I bought some really cute dresses the other day for Mm -hmm. 50 cents. So. Okay, then. Yeah. So I'm good. I'm good. They're 50 cents. 
This is ridiculous. There's then, a, whatever. I kind of believe this. Jewelry and accessories in ASOS. This model literally has... Don't buy it. You just... Let me just, just show you something. Skin, skin. Listen, nah, I'm good. Do I'm not about to buy it. It's ridiculous. She has a, a, a tight, like, what they called? Lace. A shoelace tied mm-hmm. around her neck. And that's... that's How much does that's a shoelace cost? It's a, it's, I'm not exaggerating. It's a literal shoelace tied around her neck. And how much does how much does the shoelace cost? Let me find it. Let's you keep, then don't keep go. going. You might buy it. I why am I going to buy for the shoelace? <laughs> I cannot Listen, believe this. Online shopping can make you do a lot of things. What the actual... Okay, it's just... I can't find it. Wow. Anyway. Okay, I'm going to go on this walk to the butchers, take a nap, go yes. to dinner. Okay. You do that and enjoy yourself. I can imagine Sunday lunch is very lovely, so. so. Bye. I love you. Love you too. And I'm going to send you pictures of my lunch that I'm making for four people. Please do. I'm going to make chicken adobo. I don't know what that really means. It's like a Filipino thing. I don't know why I'm making Filipino food, but I really wanted to try it because Francis made it once and it was great. I think I had that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think you did. Yeah, remember? Yeah. Basement. It was really good. It was so good. Okay. Um. It's been there.